Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Scott Cullen. Uh, you can see my written work in The Athletic and McKean's Hockey. It was on tsn.ca for many years. You can uh, catch up with uh, some of my other writing on scottcullenhockey.substack.com. Uh, and thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, today's episode, uh, we are going to continue with the offseason reports and we're to the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, a team that... Uh, is not terrible, but they're also fighting uphill in a very difficult division. Uh, and so now we will break down the roster, uh, special teams, prospects, and kind of see uh, what a reasonable expectation is for the Columbus Blue Jackets in the 2021-2022 NHL season. So let's get things started with the Blue Jackets, and we'll look at the forwards to start. Uh, the number one line, left winger, Patrick Laine. Well, Laine had a disastrous 2021 season. Uh, he started the season, he had two goals and assists in his first game with Winnipeg. Uh, and then, uh, after getting traded to Columbus, managed 10 goals and 21 points uh, in 45 games for the Blue Jackets. He scored just six even-strength goals uh, in those 45 games, which uh, that, that's not nearly enough. Uh, for a, a player of his uh, reputation and track record. Uh, and not only was he not scoring, uh, but Line got buried. Uh, he had a 41.6% Corsi uh, with uh, Columbus uh, and was outscored 44-21 to 21 during 5-on-5 five five play. And this uh, all while managing uh, a career low 1.78 shots per game. Uh, really, if the Blue Jackets are going to be legitimately competitive, they need the best version of Line. Uh, which is not what they received last season. That was <laughs> the worst of the worst uh, from Patrick Laine. So the Blue Jackets definitely need Laine to be better. Uh, at center, we've got Jack Roslovic. And it turns out that Roslovic was the best player in, in that trade last season that uh, saw Laine come to Columbus uh, and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois go to Winnipeg. Really, Laine and Dubois, neither of them lived up to expectations. Roslovic probably exceeded expectations. Uh, comes to his hometown team, had 34 points in 48 games. And on a good team, Roslovic is probably a reasonable second-line center. Uh, but in Columbus right now, he might be the best they have. And you know that, that is one of the challenges facing uh, the Blue Jackets, is they need, uh, they need a top-tier center uh, if they're going to compete with the, the top teams in their division. So uh, Roslovic is the number one center, uh, you know, for better or for worse. Uh, on the right side, um, how about Jakub Voracek? Veteran playmaker, returning to where his NHL career began. He was acquired in a trade uh, for Cam Atkinson. Uh, and Voracek's play, while he's been productive for many years in Philadelphia, it has been declining. Uh, and, you know, there's there's an opportunity here uh, for Voracek to help Line A get back on track because uh, one of the, you know, one of the issues with Line A not getting enough shots is that the, the Blue Jackets didn't necessarily have the distributors to, to work with him. Uh, and uh, Voracek's biggest strength uh, has been setting up shooters. Uh, he, he's not a big volume shooter in, in his own right. Uh, he is very much the guy who will control the puck, control the puck, uh, and then feed the shooter. So stylistically, uh, maybe this could work, uh, and it's at least worth a try uh, if you're Columbus. Now to the second line, on the left wing, we've got Gustav Nyquist, who missed all of last season recovering from shoulder surgery, uh, but he should give the Blue Jackets some secondary offense uh, if he is healthy, and uh, Nyquist prior to needing surgery, was, was not really a, a star contributor, but uh, could very well give you sec enough secondary offense to be uh, pretty useful. Now, second-line center, 
uh, got marked in very faint pencil, uh, Alexandra Texier, uh, who it probably is going to get a shot there, but mostly because the Blue Jackets need answers down the middle of the ice. Uh, but, I mean, Tessier had 15 points in 49 games last season. Uh, really, expectations should not be too high uh, for him, uh, even if he does get plugged in as the second-line center. So uh, I, I have my doubts if uh, if the Blue Jackets start the season with Alexandre Tessier as their uh, uh, second-line center, uh, that it's going to last very long. So, like I said, very faint pencil uh, in that spot. On the right side, we've got Oliver Bjorkstrand, who has emerged as a very productive scoring winger. Uh, he has 54 even-strength goals in the past three seasons, ranks 26th in the league uh, in that time. Uh, and you know, given, obviously, the, the Blue Jackets would have hopes uh, that they can kind of resurrect Patrick Laine and get productive year, uh, productive year of Jakub Voracek. If that gives them enough uh, scoring for that line, well, then Bjorkstrand can really kind of anchor uh, the offense on the second line. And, you know, maybe, maybe they're going to need another center uh, to roll in there, but uh, Bjorkstrand has uh, has become uh, a very quality player. And that not only as a scorer, uh, but he's he's a sound defensive player too. So um, won't, probably one of the more underrated players uh, in the National Hockey League. All right, to the third line, uh, and now we're, we're really starting to juggle a bit. And, and so on the left side, I've got Boone Jenner, uh, who's a physical veteran. He can play center or wing. Uh, and had 30 goals in a, in a season once upon a time, uh, but that offense has kind of faded away uh, from Jenner, and, and for fantasy purposes, his value uh, seems to be more tied to hits and block shots, um, but he is a, a solid uh, veteran player who probably belongs on the third line uh, for the most part, and, and um, now the, at center, uh, we've got Cole Sillinger. Well, Sillinger's the 12th pick in the 2021 draft, and he's trying to make the jump to the NHL from the USHL. Uh, where he had he had 46 points in 31 games last season, and you know that that's a pretty nice season. But that's still, this is a massive jump um, to go from the USHL to the NHL. Now, to be fair, uh, Sillinger had played for Medicine Hat in the Western Hockey League previously, so uh, he has played Major Junior uh, as well. But um, I guess, you know, a second-generation pro hockey player, he might be able to force his way into uh, the Columbus lineup. Now, some of this is Columbus doesn't have great talent down the middle of the ice, and if Sillinger, uh, if his skill uh, would would add, you know, some offensive creativity, give them uh, a little bit more spark up front, uh, it's at least worth a shot here uh, for Columbus to try. I mean, maybe they maybe they start the season with Sillinger, give him a nine-game audition, and uh, and then they could make a decision there. Uh, but if, if Sillinger uh, makes it, he becomes a very interesting player because you know he, he might be able to move up the depth chart uh, a bit because obviously he, uh, he he's full of potential, as you might think of a guy who was drafted in 2021. Uh, but uh, on, on this Blue Jackets team, he, he, might, uh, he might already be good enough to play. Uh, now on the other wing, I've got Gregory Hoffman and the, the Swiss winger uh, had 88 points in 86 games the past two seasons while playing for Zug. Uh, now, but he's also 28 years old. And, and so really, if he's going to make it to the National Hockey League, kind of the sooner the better. Uh, and I, I would expect that Columbus is willing to give Hoffman a, a chance. Uh, but they're, they're, as you'll see, they have several uh, bodies kind of battling for spots, and Hoffman is merely one of them. Uh, to the fourth line, on the left wing, we've got Eric Robinson, who's a hard four-checking winger, has limited offensive upside, but steady fourth-line guy, and uh, I, I think the Blue Jackets are pretty happy with what they get out of Eric Robinson. Now, at center, we've got Sean Corrali. Uh, Columbus signed 
uh, Corrali, an Ohio native, uh, as a free agent. And while he's typically been a fourth-line center, mostly for Boston, uh, Corrali's paycheck is like $2.5 million against the cap. Uh, that might suggest that he isn't going to get just typical uh, fourth-line ice time uh, in Columbus. And so... Uh, and, and again, maybe the, you know that that expectation gets changed if Cole Sillinger makes the team because uh, the Blue Jackets probably didn't have any real real reason to suspect that the twelfth overall pick was going to force his way into the mix right away. But um, in any case, Corrali is a, at the very least a well-paid fourth liner, but uh, he he may uh, see his role expand at some point. Uh, now on the right side, I've got Liam Foodie, who's a terrific skater. But he, in 26 career NHL games, he has just five assists. Uh, now, he, he did play a dozen games in the American Hockey League last year and had 16 points there. So uh, you can be uh, a little bit encouraged that uh, Liam Foody might uh, might be able to produce enough to contribute in the, in the NHL. Uh, but as I mentioned about Gregory Hoffman, uh, Foody is among several players who are battling for spots. And, and some of the other bodies you've got here, you've got Emil Bemstrom, who... Um, you know, has been lauded for being such a great shooter, but uh, hasn't really been able to get loose uh, in the National Hockey League to to take advantage of the uh, that shot. Then there's uh, 2020 first round pick Igor uh, Chinnikov, uh, who ha- certainly has some offensive upside and and probably uh, gets a a decent look here uh, with Columbus. But you know, he he's in this mix of guys who who are battling for uh, for spots, as is Kevin Stenland, who. Stenland is probably a, a pretty solid fourth-line uh, player, at least based on, uh, on what he uh, provided last season for Columbus. Uh, but you know, if you're if you're the Blue Jackets and you're kind of looking to build, uh, you know, maybe you're more willing to go for some younger guys who who have a higher ceiling, like you know, Foodie and Chinnikov. It would make a lot more sense to have them uh, getting their reps in the National Hockey League and you know, basically seeing whether they are uh, up to the challenge. Um, so and then and then kind of. Wild card on top of all of this is Max Domi, uh, who is injured and likely to miss a, a good portion of the season here uh, as he recovers from surgery. And Domi, um, I think a few years back when he had kind of his career year with Montreal, he scored 72 points. And uh, maybe maybe you would have thought that that was, oh, that's the new level for Max Domi. But I think for the most part, he sort of established that he's a 45 to 50 point guy uh, and you know, and that's fine. There, are, there's certainly plenty of teams who can use uh, that 45 to 50 points in a playmaking role. Uh, but uh, I don't think Domi is, you know, quite up to being, say, the number one center uh, that the Blue Jackets could really use. Uh, and so, you know, you go through this list, and there are uh, a few interesting forwards here uh, for Columbus, and they certainly become much more compelling if if Patrick Line uh, gets back to being the uh, the elite sniper that he was a few years ago. Uh, but Overall, a lot of question marks, a lot of guys who I have kind of penciled in uh, in spots, uh, which means there's uh, a lot of uncertainty, and and kind of that's uh, a reflection of the of the talent and and a bunch of unproven players here uh, trying to carve out spots uh, in the Columbus lineup. So uh, next up, we will uh, dig into the defense and goaltending, uh, see if it looks any better there for the Blue Jackets. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. 
And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Hey, Locked On Fantasy Hockey fans, this is Scott Cullen with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app Use promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code HOCKEY on the GetUpside app. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now let's take a look at the Columbus Blue Jackets defense and goaltending heading into this this season. And uh, when we look at uh, Blue Jackets defense, well, they obviously they, they traded Seth Jones, so that uh, shakes things up quite a bit. Uh, but they still have Zach Wierenski. And uh, Wierenski had kind of been tag-teaming uh, with Jones as the top defenseman in Columbus for a while. Uh, but now Wierenski is pretty clearly the guy on the Blue Jackets' blue line. He's, he's a skilled defenseman, has 65 goals in 335 career games. His uh, .19 goals per game ranks fifth among defensemen in that time. Uh, it's behind Shea Weber, Dougie Hamilton, Brent Burns, Kale McCarr. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good group of uh, players. Uh, and so uh, Wierenski is going to be uh, tasked here with leading uh, the Blue Jackets defense. On the right side of uh, that top area, we got Adam Boquist, who's a promising puck-moving right-shot defenseman, uh, who was a high first-round pick of the Blackhawks, but uh, acquired in that Seth Jones trade. Uh, pretty good opportunity here uh, for Boquist to play a big role uh, for the Blue Jackets. And, and he was already kind of on his ascent uh, with Chicago. Uh, looked reasonably promising, uh, but uh, the, Blue ja- the Blue Jackets... Uh, when you're looking to to move Seth Jones because he wasn't going to sign a new contract, uh, you'd like to get somebody who has kind of a, a, a longer road ahead of them. And, and Boquist has uh, lots of room to grow and develop and uh, could be around for, for quite a while. Uh, and uh, I think there's uh, pl- plenty of reason to like uh, that part of the, the deal uh, from Columbus's perspective. Uh, to the second pair, we've got Vladislav Gavrikov, who... Had okay isolated impacts last season. If you check out uh, hockeyviz.com, you can see that the the Blue Jackets tend to fare all right with Gavrikov on the ice. At the same time, uh, he had a 43.6% Corsi. That's not great. uh, And was outscored 47-24 during five-on-five play, which uh, that's, you know, awful. Uh, And so Gavrikov is probably looking at a top-four spot, but uh, I don't know that he has that locked down uh, in, uh, in very firm fashion. Uh, now, on the right side, we've got Jake Bean. Uh, when uh, Columbus traded Seth Jones, uh, they sort of made, made a bit of a switch here on their blue line by going young. Uh, you get you get Boquist in exchange for Jones. Then they made a deal with Carolina to get Jake Bean. Uh, and Bean's a pretty interesting puck mover. He doesn't, doesn't necessarily play the most robust defensive game, uh, but should get a real opportunity to sink or swim uh, with the Blue Jackets. Uh, now to the third pair, uh, we've got Dean Kukan. 
uh, who was weirdly not selected by Seattle in the expansion draft. I've probably mentioned this a few times already, that uh, I'm just baffled by uh, Seattle taking Gavin Bayreuther, uh, a journeyman AHL defenseman who uh, who was a free agent, uh, and then he signed back with Columbus. Um, but, you know, good good for Columbus that Dean Kukan is still available. He's a solid right shot, uh, third pair defenseman, uh, and it's conceivable that he ends up playing a more significant uh, role on the Columbus Blue Line, depending, uh, A, on Kukan's health, because he, he has not proven to be terribly durable, uh, but also uh, depending on how the young defensemen play. You know, I, I think if you're Columbus, you're going to give Boquist and, and Bean a pretty long leash, uh, but you know, if, if it's clear that uh, they're not holding up their end of the bargain playing in the top four, uh, then maybe Dean Kukan uh, moves up. Uh, and then on the third pair on the right side, we've got Andrew Peake, uh, who has shown some promise in, in a few stints with uh, Columbus, but he's also played just 33 games uh, in the NHL. So he's he's kind of still battling to secure a spot. And I guess the, the competition uh, includes Mikko Lettinen, uh, who was acquired from Toronto uh, last season. And uh, before that, I mean, Lettinen was basically a spare part uh, with Maple Leafs. But in the KHL, in the previous two seasons, he had 66 points in 77 games. Uh, and so, you know, there there is a uh, a role uh, for Miko Lettinen as a puck mover, especially if you if you have a spot for him to play on your power play. Um, in, in Toronto, they they didn't seem to think that he he moved quickly enough uh, to to handle you know big minutes uh, at evens, uh, and you know that may still be an issue uh, for him in Columbus. But uh, you know there is upside there. I think pretty much uh, as much as he was hardly. Uh, getting a, a regular role in Toronto. Uh, there was lots of praise from uh, Leafs players and so on about uh, Lettinen's puck skills and how he could run a power play. Uh, so, you know, th- there are obvious strengths, but uh, some weaknesses too. Uh, also in the mix there is Gabriel Carlson, uh, who's uh, sort of been <laughs> on the on the lineup bubble uh, for a few years uh, with Columbus. Sometimes he ends up, uh, you know, on the right side of that bubble where he's playing, and then others uh, he ends up uh, in the press box. So overall... Not a great defense. It's uh, you, you can be hopeful that uh, guys like uh, Adam Boquist and Jake Bean kind of step up in their development and and push things forward. Uh, but you know when you're when you're going against some of the higher quality teams in the Metropolitan Division, uh, maybe you find that uh, those young defensemen could get exposed, and uh, you know that is some of the risk uh, here for Columbus. Uh, but then uh, we've got goaltending and uh, Elvis Merzlikens. Uh, was better as a rookie a couple of seasons ago uh, than he was last season. But overall, he's played 61 career games in the National Hockey League, has a 920 save percentage, and uh, that that's a pretty reasonable horse to uh, uh, you know ride with uh, moving forward here. Even even if this season looks like it could be a tough one for Columbus as a whole, uh, if if Merzlikens uh, gets a chance to kind of play a starter's workload and uh, and still deliver above average results. Uh, that uh, kind of sets you up there uh, in goal for the long term. Uh, now, the backup is Yunus Corposalo, uh, who his 2019-2020 season sure seems to be an aberration. Uh, virtually every other season of his career, he's been a, a below-average backup, and uh, I, don't, I don't think you could really reasonably expect something other than that. Um, and, and so Merzlikens really does seem to be the, the better of the two, uh, and I think this season uh, should have a pretty clear delineation between them as, as Merzlikens as a starter and Corpusello uh, as the backup, uh, whereas in the past couple of seasons it's been a little bit more balanced. Uh, but 
I think when we look overall at the the defensive side of things uh, for Columbus, I mean the goaltending is going to matter a lot uh, for them. Uh, but you know you combine that, uh, e- even even if I, I think Merzlikens has a chance to be an above average starting goaltender, he's still relatively unproven. He's played 61 games uh, over the past two seasons. Th- things could go you know south in a hurry if uh, whether he has injuries or or doesn't play very well. Uh, and then, you know, some of these question marks on defense uh, don't get answered in the right way. Uh, and things could kind of go go off the rails here for Columbus uh, if, if things break poorly. Uh, so uh, coming up next, we are going to look at uh, special teams, prospects, uh, and then kind of decide uh, how big a challenge the, the Blue Jackets are facing uh, coming into this season. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridirons. Teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Football, basketball, boxing, baseball, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So now let's take a look at the special teams of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and Start with the power play, and ooh, it's rough. Uh, the past three seasons during five-on-four play, Blue Jackets ranked 28th in shots per 60, 47.3. They are 31st in expected goals per 60, 5.19, 29th in actual goals per 60, 5.22. Uh, so, massive area in need of improvement, and I'm sure Columbus thought that uh, acquiring Patrick Line would be a great way to improve your power play. It's nice to have a guy who can uh, score from distance uh, and and you can send him up in the face-off circle and, and other teams can know what's coming and you can still uh, he, he can still bury uh, pucks that way. Uh, he, at least he could in Winnipeg. It, it did not happen uh, so often in Columbus last year and that, that obviously has to be part of uh, what is going to make this power play better. But boy, uh, Columbus, uh, they're already fighting uphill uh, you know, given their talent relative to the rest of the teams in their division. Uh, but having a power play that is... Uh, very near the bottom of the league, that's not going to help matters. Uh, now to the penalty kill, almost the exact opposite. Uh, in the past three seasons during four-on-five play, uh, the Blue Jackets ranked second 
in shot attempts against per 60. That's 80.3. They are third in shots against per 60, 44.2. They are first in expected goals against per 60, 5.22. And fourth in actual goals against per 60, 6.01. So they are right up uh, as the very best penalty killing unit uh, overall uh, in the past three seasons. And and so I guess between the uh, power play that is right near the bottom and the penalty killing that is right near the top, it sort of levels out and Columbus ends up uh, around average uh, in terms of special teams. But, uh, you know, you'd like to think if you're a Columbus, you can still maintain uh, a strong penalty kill uh, and then uh, work on improving that power play as you try and close the gap uh, on the teams ahead in the standings. Uh, so what is what are the remaining needs, I guess, for uh, this Columbus team. Well, a bona fide number one center would be great uh, because they just don't have. Uh, when you when you look at uh, other top teams, uh, they, they have a, a a player that you can count on to to drive the offense and and play a, a big role. And they're just that's not who uh, Columbus has available to them uh, right now down the middle of the ice. And uh, the, in addition to that, some more stability on the blue line. I mean, there's a chance that young guys like Adam Boquist and Jake Bean. You know, take a, a a step forward, and they have enough skill to uh, to make things work on on the Columbus Blue Line. But they're still young and unproven, and so things things could go in in the other direction too. Uh, so yes, if uh, Columbus was looking to be uh, more competitive right away, uh, they could use uh, more steady uh, hands on their blue line at the very least. Uh, and so, you know, what what are the prospects uh, that might have a chance to contribute uh, this year. And so I guess the first one up has to be Cole Sillinger, um, who's been um, you know, making a good, a good impression in camp. Uh, he had, as I mentioned earlier, he had 46 points in 31 games uh, for Sioux Falls in the USHL last season. Uh, that's still a massive jump to go from there to uh, the NHL. But I, I, I would not be surprised here if under the circumstances, Columbus is willing to give Sillinger uh, an early look uh, and, you know, let, let him play uh, the first nine games, and then you can make some decisions then. Uh, if it looks like he is a comfortable NHLer, then he's a comfortable NHLer, and you uh, keep him keep him on the team. If uh, by then it looks like he's overwhelmed, well, you, you can uh, move him out and, and roll in another prospect because um, the uh, the Blue Jackets, as, as noted, uh, when we talked about their forwards, they've got quite a few guys who are kind of battling for spots. Uh, now, one of those other players is center and right winger Liam Foody, uh, who did have 16 points in 12 games with Cleveland in the American Hockey League. Uh, and you know that is encouraging, uh, given that he ha- has not been able to produce uh, much offensively in the NHL. has five assists in 26 games. Uh, but Foody, great skater, uh, and, and that alone uh, could get him into the lineup as like a fourth liner. Uh, but you know, I think... Uh, Columbus would have higher hopes that uh, he could develop into into more than that. Uh, then we've got left winger Igor Chinnikov, uh, as mentioned, first round pick in 2020. It was a bit, bit of a surprise uh, when that happened, uh, but Chinnikov had had 17 points in 32 games in the KHL uh, last season, and that 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 I mean, because the KHL season had started uh, before uh, the draft even happened, uh, you know, Chinnikov was on a, on a bit of a, a goal scoring binge early. Uh, in the year, which uh, I guess I guess helped attract some attention to him, uh, but uh, he is going to be among the these players who are competing for uh, spots on on the Blue Jackets roster, and it would it would come as no surprise uh, if he ends up uh, getting a regular shot uh, right away. Uh, and then we've got defenseman Andrew Peak, uh, 
uh, as I mentioned, he's uh, shown some potential in his uh, stints with Columbus. Uh, last season, he played seven games in the American Hockey League and then uh, 11 games with the Blue Jackets. Um, and so he's only sitting on 33 games in his career. Uh, and it's probably about time to find out uh, whether he can be a legit uh, guy in, in your top six. And who knows, maybe even he, he develops into something more than that. But um, I think when you, you know, these four prospects, all would seem to have a chance and maybe a really good chance uh, of playing for the Blue Jackets this season. Uh, you could also look to a kind of a, a small pesky forward, Trey Fix Wolanski, um, who... Uh, played in the American Hockey League last season uh, and is just kind of, you know, battling his way up through the organization uh, and, you know, could uh, he, he could be part of this mix of forwards who are uh, competing for spots. And so ultimately, what are we looking at with the Columbus Blue Jackets? Are they a playoff team, championship contender, uh, lottery team? Well, I think a lot would have to go right for these Blue Jackets to land in the playoffs. You know, they would probably mean the young defensemen uh, rise to the challenge. Uh, they probably need Elvis Merzlikens to play great uh, in goal. Uh, they need Patrick Line to bounce back. They need somebody like Cole Sillinger or, or any number of these young forwards to uh, rise up and handle the responsibility. So that's asking a lot. Um, now, it's not impossible uh, because I, I think in, in general, if you look at this Blue Jackets team, they're not as bad as some of the other bottom feeder type teams. I mean, uh, it, it's pretty reasonable to suggest that uh, Columbus could finish in last in their division, but compared to other teams, uh, that look like they're going to finish last in their division. Columbus is <laughs> a clear step ahead of them, or at least it appears that way. So uh, I think that their lack of top end talent uh, right now uh, could be, uh, you know, could create too much of a an obstacle for the Blue Jacks to overcome. Uh, but I mean, there, there's a lot that can happen this year uh, to to help them uh, in the long run and, and uh, developing their young defensemen, uh, getting Elvis Merzlikens established as their uh, real number one goaltender, and, and then figuring out which of those young forwards uh, are going to be part of the, the future of the team. I mean, the, the, you, you give uh, a lot of young forwards a chance to play, and, and some will rise to the challenge, some won't, and, and that's fine. You can, I mean, the New Jersey Devils did that last year. Uh, they gave a bunch of young guys uh, a chance to play. Some of them are, are going to kind of press ahead here as, as the rebuild continues for New Jersey, and that's probably... Uh, a similar situation to what Columbus is facing is that a lot of these young guys are going to get their reps uh, and then uh, based on how they perform, uh, well, that, then you'll see who gets to hang around for another year. Uh, and so uh, that'll do it for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, probably going to be a tough season for, for them, but uh, the, there are still uh, you know things that can happen this year that would uh, have to be considered uh, success, uh, even if uh, you know they're not necessarily a playoff team. So uh, anyway, you can, we will continue on, uh, going through the off season, uh, reports next up will be the Colorado avalanche. Uh, and you can also listen to the locked on fantasy baseball podcast. We're into the playoffs, but, uh, we'll be recapping the regular season and, uh, giving previews of the, uh, the wild card games, uh, as they go. Uh, and so, uh, you can check out both podcasts, uh, on Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.